Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 15, verses 42 through 47. This text covers Jesus' burial. Before we get to it, I want to say thank you to the family leader for being our 2022 Daily Dose Devotions sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcements at the end of this podcast. They're a great organization. They do great work, and we're thankful for their support. I also want to mention that we're going to do a unique podcast for the long ending of Mark. That is Mark 16, verses 9 through 20, which are not included in the earliest manuscripts. And because they're not included in the earliest manuscripts, we're not going to do a devotion about those verses, but we're going to have a conversation with Pastor Bob Erickson, who taught me the book of Mark years ago, about how we should handle that or view that or some of the issues surrounding it. It's going to be a cool conversation, a little bit longer than usual, like maybe 10 minutes, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So make sure you keep your eyes open for that. That should be coming up in just a few days, because we're getting very close to the end of Mark. So let's jump into 15 verses 42 through 47. And when evening had come, since it was the day of preparation, that is the day before the Sabbath, so Jesus was crucified on a Friday, Saturday is the Sabbath, and so Friday is the day of preparation, just to catch everybody up in case that didn't make sense. Verse 43, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council who was also himself looking for the kingdom of God, took courage and went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. So this is interesting, and we're going to land on Joseph of Arimathea and his courage in this devotion. But just to say a couple things about that verse. One, it says that he's a respected member of the council. You remember the council is like 70 or so Jewish leaders. In fact, the council gathered on Thursday night after Jesus was arrested and they're the ones who basically tried him and eventually convicted him because he said that he was the son of God. They accused him of blasphemy and they convicted him to death. Of course, that execution couldn't be carried out by the Jewish people, so they had to deliver him to Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor, and he had the authority to carry out execution on their behalf, which he reluctantly did. Anyway, back on Thursday night when the council met together, one of the things I said during our devotion on that text in Matthew many episodes ago is that the council meeting didn't necessarily mean that all 70 of them were there. The council could have convened with a quorum, a portion of the council there, and you've got to expect that Joseph of Arimathea either wasn't there, or if he was there, he was quiet, or maybe if he was there, he spoke out in sent, but I doubt that because there are some serious risks that come with that. There was another guy who's talked about in one of the other gospels who was also sympathetic to Jesus and was on the Jewish council. His name is Nicodemus. We're going to learn about him in the book of John chapter three, among other places. In John, it seems like Nicodemus may have come to true faith in Christ. And in the book of Matthew, it refers to Joseph of Arimathea, this guy, as a disciple of Christ. It must have been a weird position for them to be in because the Jewish leaders, the other council members, hated Jesus and were always looking for ways to kill and destroy him, but at least these two guys, and maybe there's others who we don't know about, were sympathetic to him and even had faith in him, it seems like, based on what the biblical record tells us. Anyway, he mustered the courage to go to Pilate and ask for the body of Jesus. Verse 44, Pilate was surprised to hear that he should have already died, and summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he was already dead. And when he learned from the centurion that he was dead, he granted the corpse to Joseph. So Pilate is surprised that Jesus died so fast. We've talked about this before too. Not only was 
was the physical toll on Jesus' body great, the scourging, which is probably beyond the punishment that was given to most criminals. But then the spiritual torment of having the sin of the world placed on him and the wrath of God being poured out on him. Many theologians and scholars believe that that probably sped up his death more than anything. So here is Jesus dead sooner than they expected him to die. But at the end of the day, Joseph gets Jesus' corpse. Verse 46, And Joseph bought a linen shroud, and taking him down, wrapped him in the linen shroud, and laid him in a tomb that had been cut out of the rock. Other passages tell us that this is a tomb that he owned, that he had had carved out, probably for him to use for his own body someday. And in order to do that, by the way, he's probably a relatively wealthy man. Continuing, And he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Verse 47, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joses saw where he was laid. So that's what we've got. And what I want to hone in on here is the courage of Joseph of Arimathea. Like I mentioned, he was in a weird spot where sticking your neck out as being sympathetic to Jesus as a member of the council that convicted him of blasphemy and sentenced him to die, that's risky business. Joseph of Arimathea, at a minimum, is going to lose respect and esteem among his peers who think it's foolish to suggest that Jesus was the Son of God, which he seems to believe. And in a very worst case scenario, maybe there's some way they can trump up charges against him and have him punished or imprisoned or maybe even killed, whether through the legal system or just kind of somebody go take a hit out on this guy. Because we can't have turncoats among our ranks, the Jewish leaders might think. At any rate, the courage that this guy displayed is commendable. And although the circumstances surrounding our situation today are much different, we need to display the same kind of courage in standing for Jesus Christ. Our culture is increasingly hostile to God's word. It's increasingly hostile to the idea that men are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. This cultural perspective has crept into churches. It's crept into seminaries. It's crept into ministries and ministry leaders and pastors and preachers. And so even in quote-unquote friendly circles, those of us who believe God's word to be inerrant and authoritative are increasingly mocked. Those of us who believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the only way to the Father, are increasingly derided. But we can't be threatened by that. We can't be swayed by that. Friends, we've got to be bold. And maybe in mustering that boldness, reflecting on the boldness of Joseph of Arimathea will provide us with some inspiration. After all, I'd rather stand with Jesus in this life and take some heat for it, but also stand with him on the final day, than be timid and unwilling to associate with him in this life, causing him to be timid and unwilling to associate with me in the next one. Amen? Amen. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader, God Designed Three Social Institutions to shape our lives, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.